Oh, you guys thought you could get rid of me? Mm-mm-mm. I'm back. This will be my first sailing yacht. Hard in a bit. None of these other chicks are gonna go for you because you're 20 years younger than that. Oh, sh. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Below Deck Sailing Yacht Edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-captain. It's the one and only <laughs> Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? I said it once. I'll say it again. Maybe my favorite show on television right now. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. You know what I wish? I wish a they had crazier guests. You you say that now, but I think if we had back to back to back Erica Roses, we would be pulling our hair out, stabbing our eyeballs, plugging our ears, and jumping overboard because I can't deal with that level of drama and craziness in my life on a weekly basis. I need the palate cleanser. I mean, yes, but this is a second palate cleanser. Bring someone crazy. What do you mean? This is everyone. It seems like every guest. Every charter gets two episodes. This is the second episode of the of the calm wait, before the storm. Wait, wait, wait. So, okay, I'm getting lost in a lot of shows. Before these guys. This is still. Charles was on. Yes. Oh, I thought we were like way this, past that. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this is still James. Yeah, this and is Tyler. James. Yeah. Leaving, and before yeah. that was Chuck and Erica. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is the calm before the storm. Okay. We, you we think got, so? I think so. Okay. I mean, there was a storm here, which we'll address. But you you need sunshine for rain and and rain for something like that, right? Very poetic. You need need the rain to appreciate the sun and vice versa. You need the rain to get rid of all the freaking pollen. Oh, boy. Let's not get into this again. No, but since you're talking about rain, this is why I want rain. Okay. Because when it rains, the pollen gets a little better. Understood. All right. Um, guys, we're going to get into it in a second. Before we do, a little housekeeping. All right. We got to do it. Please follow us on social media at Married to Reality Pod. It's the place for all Married to Reality news. It's the place to message us, to chat with us. It's the place to see our thoughts through meme, which we do on occasion and will mm-hmm. continue to do. So that's on social media at Married to Reality Pod. Make sure you give it a follow. Yeah. Give follow, us follow us, guys. Follow us. Chat with us. We love it. We always try to reply within 24 hours. Your, your, your time is almost up on some messages. Shit you? happens. Life happens. Oh. Life happens. And sure. sometimes I do this thing. I usually, Sometimes I don't go to my phone at all during the day for literally half the day or more. That's healthy. So I can focus on other things. So my apology is not that me ignoring you guys. Mm-hmm. It's me trying to focus on my life. <laughs> it's sad. And, and that's so good. I was watching television earlier, not one of the shows we cover, just mm-hmm. I was watching a podcast in video form and I reached for my phone and I was slapped my own hand and I said, no, like one screen is enough. Yeah. Be entertained. Give your attention to one screen. It is kind of important. We have to tell ourselves, put down the phone. For sure. And I usually put it away. Like I don't usually touch my phone at work unless I see... You message me, so I check if something important, I reply. <laughs> I love how we're just like, guys, follow us on social media. Uh, it's really important you follow us on social media. Also, put your phones down. Let's not be on our phones so much. I mean, guys. listen, when you have to work, you have to work or do other things. Yeah. Follow us when you have a minute. Review us when you have a minute. Okay, Talk you're, to you're, us you're jumping ahead. when you have a minute. Now you're, now you're jumping ahead. Don't do it in a way of 
your life. Right. Don't Am put I us right? don't put us before your your real life friends. Mm-hmm. We think you're your podcast friends, but don't put us before your real life friends, before your real life family. But when you get a minute, follow us on social media. Yeah. Also make sure you're following the podcast because that's so easy to do. Okay. Guys. All you have to do is look down and smash that follow button. Guys. Smash it like it's as hot as this crazy wind. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. I mean, there was nothing else hot. They almost, so I'm just going to say the wind was hot because it brought some crazy sailing. They almost smashed into the shore mm-hmm. like it was hot. But they, yeah. they they avoided that. So, yeah, smash it like it's hot. And also, as Teresa alluded to just seconds ago, leave a review if you haven't. If you got a couple seconds, you can rate, you can review, you can do it on Apple you can do it on Spotify. I don't know where else, but I'm sure there's other places. Yeah, guys, we love it. We appreciate it. And it really helps the pod. So yeah. if you love it, do it. If you don't love it, do it. No, don't. If you don't no, love the don't pod. Do it. But you know what? If you don't love it, if there's something you would want us to improve or think about, message us. Yeah. Seriously, I take criticism well. Constructive criticism. Constructive criticism. I take it well. Yeah. And I... We take it well, yeah. we digest it, and see what we can do, right? There you go. So, hey, instead of saying, oh, you guys suck, tell us why we We're suck. We're not like Tom. <laughs> We're not like Tom. We're not going to say we do everything right. We will listen to those around us, and, and we will try to improve and get better at our job. Absolutely. Okay. That is the housekeeping. <laughs> Let's move on to what has quickly become my favorite segment in our podcast universe, which is... Boat name the segment. Oh, yeah. Okay. If you guys are new to this podcast, what we do with Below Deck is because not everyone can say Parsifal 3 the way I can. Okay. Especially my foreign wife. We've decided. Don't give me that look. You struggle with that word. I don't. Say it. Parsifal 3. You've gotten better. You've been practicing. Look at me. Look at you. Okay. But needless to say, yes. Go ahead. (laughs) Teresa raised her hand. I love when she raises her hand. I know she wants to speak. It's very cordial over here. As I always say, I just call it Parcel. (laughs) No. Okay. We will change the name and we we do change the name every episode. So we watch the episode and we say, if we were going to change the name, if we were going to rename it from Parsifal 3 to something else, what would it be in relation to this episode, this Mm -hmm. storyline? And here we go. It's it's Bo Name the Segment. Cue the theme song. Okay. <laughs> boat name the segment. Teresa, will you grace us? Will you honor us with your boat name first? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you're smiling. You feel pretty good about your boat name. I, I, I kind of am. Okay. Let me just preface this by saying, and I'm just building the anticipation now, just letting our friends just mm-hmm. writhe in their seat waiting for these names. I only came up with one. I know we kind of boasted last episode that I come up with two just in case. This was a little bit of a tougher episode. It was. So, yeah, I also have only one. <laughs> I really hope we don't have the same name. Okay. But you go first. Okay. And here we go. Are Boat you name. ready? I'm so okay. ready. The Survivor. Whoa. Almost an emotional. Pretty good, right? Twist. Pretty the good. The Survivor. Because. They survived. They survived. The boat survived. <laughs> it didn't end up like that Indonesian yacht. That was beached. In, oh, yeah. That's, in, that's crazy. The survivor. Shout out to Destiny's Child. Oh, I'm yeah. a survivor. You're a survivor. Oh, Parsifal I used to love is. that song. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Are you ready for mine? I always am. I don't know if you're ready for this. Share. 
Pretty proud of this one. Okay. All right. Okay, do it. Anchor management. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> you know, because clearly they were having trouble with the anchor, but so, also Tom had some anger management issues. It's pretty good. You're good. It's so funny. I was trying to play around with the anchor thing, but I couldn't come up with anything. Yeah. So then I was like, I'll just take the whole disaster. Yeah. And I created the survivor. Yeah, but yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's great. You guys know us. Mine is always going to be punny. Yours is emotional. Yours is thoughtful. And I mean, my, my, let's, let's not put me, throw me under a bus or no, what whatever. You throw you under the boat? I'm not. Under a boat? What, what do you mean? I'm saying it's a beautiful, like thoughtful, triumphant name. Mm. The, survi- the survivalist? What did you say? The Survivor. The Survivor. Right, right, right. Beautiful. I mean, well, another you. favorite reality show of mine <laughs> as well. I didn't want to say throw me under a bus. That's a whole different thing. I was trying to say, um, no, I, I do puns too. Come on. Come on. You, you know what I'm <laughs> trying getting, to say. You're good, at, you're good at puns, but your boat names don't tend to be puns. Mm, okay. Don't, I'll ten, take it. don't tender to be puns. That's I'll another take the emotional. All right. We love it. That's why we're the dream team over here. Uh, Self-proclaimed dream team. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's get into this episode. Season three, episode six. I believe I didn't write the name down. I believe Yacht on the Rocks was the name. Oh, was it? I believe. Yeah, I think. I missed it. I think James, when he got off the boat, when they disembarked, he said that Mm -hmm. was uh, Yacht on the Rocks. But he still he still enjoyed it because they were great guests. Yeah. They, They took their lumps. They... Took it in stride. And they they appreciated the great they food. A, they just appreciated it. And it. they could have complained about it a lot because this episode picks up where the last one left off. And no one will forget this. And this is why I love this show. Okay, because you can't make this up. It's six, <laughs> it's six in the morning. The wind is... 32 knots. 35 miles an hour, right? We're, we're getting up there to tropical storm level winds. Anchor is dragging. It's all hands on deck, right? Glenn, Gary, Colin, Marcos, Kelsey. They're all scrambling, jumping into action. The guests are waking up. They don't know what's going on. And this isn't TV magic. This isn't Hollywood magic. This is reality. Oh, yeah. And... It reminds me, I think, why I love reality shows so much. Why? And maybe I've said it to you in the past. I love documentaries. Mm, you know me I love. Too. You know me, I love. Me too. We love documentaries. I've seen seven and a half movies in my life, but I've probably <laughs> seen two thousand documentaries. Mm-hmm. Not exaggerating. I love documentaries. The best reality TV shows are documentaries, and this is a documentary right here. This is I don't know, Lost at Sea. This is real life. Castaway. I don't know, but it's amazing. And to see these crew members just excelling at their jobs to keep this ship from beaching is amazing. I mean, as Captain Glenn said, it's their livelihood. Yeah. It's their job. If they lost it, that would have been the end of the season. What are you going right. to do? It's not a TV show. It is, but it's a documentary. Yeah. Right? It's not a TV show. There is no like, okay, cut. Bring in the second boat and we're going to take it again. Which got me thinking. Remember how we talked about where do the camera people sleep? They must yeah. be on a separate boat. I've seen another boat following I did this too, boat. but do you think during a storm like this, the other boat would really try to get close to the yacht so they can get on board? It's a really good question. 
Um, because Tom gets into the tender because he's trying to make a wake so there's more water, right? He's trying to make yeah. waves, make wakes so that the boat has some more water around it. You wonder, was that other cruise ship, mm. were they helping out? What were they doing amidst all of this? Yeah. Because they could help make a wake. Because Tom, he wasn't doing the best job. Not to, not his fault, just the tender could not create well, enough so wake. Since you said it, do you think it was Tom's fault that they could have handled that whole situation better if he woke everyone up once it started getting windy? I'm going to say yes. It is his fault yeah. because he took too long. Yeah, and I had an internal struggle with this as I thought about the show and this episode because he did tell Marcos, or I thought he told Marcos and Colin or Gary and Colin. I thought he had told two people, but maybe it was once they awoke on their own that he said, hey, guys, um, we're dragging anchor. I, he didn't run. Tom didn't run to anyone's cabin and wake anyone up. Yes. The alarm woke people up. I think the rocking back and forth woke people up. So, yeah, Tom should have alerted some people. Yeah. And he he is a rookie. Let's be honest. He didn't know if they were dragging the anchor, but he thought they did. Even if you don't know and you think you see or feel the wind, you should go and wake up Captain Glenn because yeah. you don't know what to do. You don't know that how serious this can get. So I would blame it on Tom. Not what happened, obviously, but he could have handled it better instead of thinking, okay, this this is fine. Like nothing's going right. on until the, I think the alarm woke everyone up, not Tom. No, Tom didn't wake anyone up. Yeah, the alarm woke people up. People have. naturally. He, some people didn't wake up at all. Like Gabrielle, yeah. I don't think woke up. But the alarm goes off when it gets bad. Right. And he that, should have yeah. woken them up when he was getting bad. He should have been the first alarm. Yeah. Absolutely. So not that it's his fault, but his fault is that he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He is the He's night, on night watch, yeah. The night watch. Well, he wasn't watching, really. Right. He was kind of asleep on the job. I mean, he got super lucky in the sense that nothing really happened to the boat because if the boat did get beached. Oh, my gosh. That's that's on Tom then. Mm-hmm. Right. He, he got lucky that nothing happened. They finally get the anchor up. Glenn says, we're lucky. Mm-hmm. We're lucky that everyone's safe. The boat is safe. But he knows Everything didn't go according to plan. We have processes in place and things didn't go according to those processes. And so he's like, I need to kind of think about what happened. Mm -hmm. And so he talks to Tom briefly and Tom's like, well, I didn't see anything. You know, it all happened very fast. And Glenn's like, well, for what happened to happen, it doesn't just happen in a split second. Yeah. it. He said it took... Five to ten minutes, right, for it to do what it did. So I don't buy it, Tom. I don't buy that you just all of a sudden saw it all happening at once. No, you saw it building up and building up. And But you know who also saw it? Who? Ashley, because she was up. Yeah. Why didn't she? If, because she's going to throw Tom under her bus. And I think that's why I said it when I was talking about myself. When I was talking about myself, it wasn't the right phrase to use. However, yeah. it is here. She threw him under the bus saying that, oh, he Tom told me that the anger was dragging for like 10 minutes. 
uh, why didn't you run and wake right. people up? If right. you thought, if and not even thought, you saw and you felt the wind. Yeah, and Glenn will address it at the tip meeting, and I like the way he addresses it because he doesn't single Tom out, even though he could. He kind of says, guys, like, we're all in this together. Yeah. Someone needs to come and get me. Now, Marcos, Colin, Gary, I guess maybe not Marcos, but Colin and Gary, they were up. They didn't get Glenn, but they were doing something, Mm -hmm. right? They were trying all they could to keep the boat from beaching. Ashley wasn't doing anything of service, really. She could have gone and gotten Glenn. Well, I have to say this. I don't love Ashley, but she was stepping her game up a little bit because the guests were awoken. And she was walking around asking if they want a coffee or a Bloody Mary. I say that's a mistake. The coffee is a mistake. Give them a Benadryl. We don't need them any more alert to be... I mean, Benadryl is for allergies. But it'll knock you out. Give them some NyQuil. We don't need to be waking... <laughs> they don't need caffeine. They don't need to be more aware of what's happening. It's six in the morning. Give them a Benadryl. Have you seen Titanic? <laughs> this is not Titanic. Everyone is trying to take care of everyone, even though they're going down. Everyone's yeah. playing. Ashley would have absolutely let go of Tom if this was a Titanic situation. Oh, I almost feel like she would slap him. Like, <laughs> get out of here. I am letting go. I will always <laughs> let go right now. Yeah, Ashley, yeah, she, maybe that was the highlight of the episode for her. Was her kind of yes. snapping in, into action and attending to the guests. This, I'm not going to say that Tom is mature. He's not. No. But I think Ashley is very immature. Playing so immature. a mature yeah. person. She projects, right? Yes. So many of these characters project. When she goes, oh, Tom's so mature. That's her projecting. She's also mature. She's putting that onto somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, and we see it over and over throughout this episode, especially. But to keep moving, I mean, Marco starts breakfast because everything is seemingly calm. Mm -hmm. Again, he's got a frittata going, asparagus, onion, ham, and cheese. (laughs) Come on. The guests are loving it, right? Very good. And Ashley and Daisy, they go break off and start whispering about Tom. And Daisy says, the one thing you should not say to Ashley about Tom, which is it's an age thing. Tom acting the way he did, it's an age it's an age thing. And Ashley's an age queen. Mm-hmm. And so for Daisy to say that to her, she was immediately, Ashley was immediately like, well, he's not my boyfriend. He's not my boyfriend. He's not my responsibility. Yes. What? That's not what I saw last episode, miss. Oh, I got to be there for him in these situations, <laughs> hugging him, consoling him. That was girlfriend. That was girlfriend behavior. Well, Ashley is an opportunist. Ooh. Right? Yes. When that's Tom one word has, for it. was hot and available, sure. Now when Tom is the loser who almost crashed the boat, she's like, I don't care. Moving mm-hmm. on to Gary again. Yeah. And see what's gonna happen. Yeah. It's a good point. Definitely she when there's opportunity presents itself. Mm-hmm. She takes it. Here's another part that I thought was super cool, which goes back to the whole documentary thing. Colin going under the boat to check out the dam. Oh, yeah. He needed to check out the keel, which if you guys are not boat aficionados like we are on this podcast, the keel is the beam that runs down the bottom center of the oh, boat. Right? Okay. We all, we I all, didn't know. we can all picture that. It, mm-hmm. it kind of pokes out at the bottom and it could get lodged in the bottom of the ocean. And Colin goes under to check out 
if there's any damage. And it was so wild to see him scuba diving under the boat because you see how big the boat is Mm -hmm. in comparison to Colin. You know what's funny? I mean, it's not funny, but for me, and I don't know why, but I did think of it before many times. The idea of scuba diving around a boat Mm. scares me. Hmm. Like being below the boat. Yeah. Oh, hell no. I mean, I get what you're saying. I can't even think about it. Just, I don't know. I get claustrophobic. Like I cannot go to caves and I almost feel like being under, underwater must be a similar feeling. And I've never scuba dived, but just thinking about it, I get these like scary feeling, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I snorkeled and I picked up crabs. Okay, not bragging. Yeah, not bragging. Well, I mean, I was <laughs> I was really good at crabs. I'm saying crabs. Say say crabs. So You're people, saying it. crabs. Okay, so people don't think I'm saying crabs. All right, right. Okay, like the Vegas game. Yes. You're not very. We've never like, played or that. poop. But I'm saying oh, crabs. Right, right, right. Like You're good at crabs. R A B S. You're not good at crabs. You should be taking more fiber. In, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, but I was just gonna say, watching Colin, I was getting like, oh my gosh, like. Uh, like that feeling when you when you feel like when you picture or put yourself into the situation and you get so anxious. I don't know if you ever do it. See, but I, I do that. I see where you're coming from now that you're vocalizing it because sure, the boat could run you over or whatever. Yes. But watching him, it for me, it felt therapeutic. Like why he was like a mermaid under there, and I was like, wow, this no. is so majestic. This is so peaceful. It's fascinating. Yeah. I was like oh my gosh, this is so cool. But in the same time, I always try to put myself in certain situations, especially when we watch all this crazy TV. And just to think about how I would handle something or how I would do something or just would I be able to do it, right? Yeah. And so I tried to put myself into Colin's situation. I was like, absolutely not. In my head, I was using floaties and a (laughs) snorkel and trying to just like, peak what's going on i would never go under i get that not in this situation but if we watch people skydive or something oh hell no oh hell no then i'll then i'll feel that yeah so colin comes back he reports some scratches but no crack the rudder looks good so good news overall mm-hmm. because that would have been on tom well they were saying there was sand at the bottom not yeah. every ocean has sand some oceans are rocky or have yeah. big rocks or reefs or, or, yeah reefs. Yeah. so that was good that there was just sand. yeah yeah so okay the party's over the guests are packing up they dock the boat back in menorca and tom knows he fucked up i mean he's acting he's outwardly awkward mm-hmm. and and he knows the heat's on him and the guests say goodbye. They had a great time. This is where James gives that nice little speech and he names the episode because he says, you know, I don't get to spend a lot of time with my family, but this was great. This was almost a yacht on the rocks. Um, but, <laughs> but we had a great time. And he gives the tip to Glenn. Crew keeps waving as they do. Glenn takes off with the cash and Tom and Ashley are left behind. And Tom goes, I don't even want to go out. I don't even want to go out tonight. I just want to go back to bed. And he goes, I did my job right and everyone is bitching about me. Oh, Tom. You didn't do your, how can you say you did your job right? You didn't tell anyone what was going on. I think that's where he, where I blame him because A, he should have done something right sooner, but he didn't. 
he's never been in a situation like this. So it's almost like I would give him a pass if he's admitted that he was wrong. He said, oh my gosh, like I really messed up. I should have gone and woken everyone up. Next time I'm going to do it absolutely. Like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm glad yeah. everything's fine. Like, play nice and acknowledge what you did. Own your mistakes. Because it's exactly. not. What happened to the boat is not your fault. Yeah. But what could have happened to the mm-hmm. boat would have been your fault. Yeah. So no one was blaming you that, oh, my God, we're dragging. Yeah. They're blaming you for not telling anyone. It's like, just own it. Be like, yeah, next time. Because that's how you'll get a second chance by going, I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Will never happen again. For Tom to be like, oh, I did my job right. Why is everyone bitching? He's like, wait a minute. You may cause us to do this again now. If you thought you did everything right, you may just do the same thing next time and we won't be so lucky. Mm-hmm. Okay, tip meeting time. Glenn gives us a little spiel. This morning, we had not a very good thing. I was just going to ask. Do you think that Glenn sneaks a thousand or two? <laughs> he's of, skimming off of, the top. Out of the tip because he always, he gets the tip and he's like, I'm, a, I'm out, I'm off. Yeah, you keep, wave, like you keep waving. Away. You keep waving. You keep waving. waving. Oh, I'll be uh, in the cabin. Maybe some other captains I would say yes, but I think Glenn is an honorable man who likes and comments on our memes, so I will not say True. that he would skim off the top, Glenn. But he's really nice. If you're I, listening. Love you. I love Glenn. <laughs> we love you, Glenn. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't, I don't think so. So he's like, this morning we had not a very good thing. Should have been avoided. We dragged seven boat lengths before I was woken up. That's a big issue. And that's it. He didn't single out Tom. He said, it's all of our boat, mm-hmm. which I really respected because, like I said, nobody woke Glenn up. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like... Gary said, what the fuck? I got to go wake Glenn up. He was busy. Colin was busy. Right. It's all their boats. He's not going to single Tom out, but hopefully Tom learned his lesson. Oh, yeah. Not sure if he did, but Glenn goes, I think they really enjoyed themselves. And it's reflected here in this tip. $16,000. Not bad. Not bad. We just came off a $6,000 tip, Uh I think. Right. So this is at least double that. Which is just under eighteen hundred a person. Mm-hmm. Imagine if what happened on this charter would have happened when Chuck was on board. Oh, I wish the tip would have I been wish. like five hundred dollars. I, I, Chuck was being a beach. I wish he got beached. Mm. You know, a little karma right there. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, it was a nice tip, and Gabriella goes, "That's a huge tip, considering we almost killed you." So all is well that ends well. Mm-hmm. This charter ended well. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more. We're going to have some new guests coming aboard that we'll talk about and some partying. Yes. We'll ensue. All right, we'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello. Hello, Teresa. Or as I like to say. I know what you're going to say. Ahoy. Ahoy. <laughs> Look at us. Bilingual podcast right here. Okay. The crew. They got to clean the boat. They got to get it ready for the next guests. Gary takes a moment to address Tom. And he wants to know why he wasn't woken up when Tom realized they were dragging. And it wasn't accusatory. It wasn't mean-spirited. It was just like, hey, let me know when there's an issue. Wake me up. Mm -hmm. As Avicii once said, wake me up. And I think this is where... Glenn's talking to Tom and basically Glenn tells Tom how Ashley threw him under the bus saying that 
oh, Tom was telling me that we are dragging for like 10 minutes. And Tom said, well, I didn't tell her, but I told Colin that he thought they were dragging after Colin woke up. Yeah. And we saw a throwback. So I'm pretty sure that Tom was right. Well, then say that again, because uh, you confused me. It was Gary and Glenn talking. No, it was Glenn told Tom about Ashley throwing him under the bus, basically saying, oh, Tom was telling me that we were dragging for like 10 minutes. Right, right, right. Yeah. And this is where Tom said, oh, no, I told Colin. Okay. And there is a throwback of Tom talking to Colin and Marcos about it. Right, but they're already up. Yes. They're already up, and that's when Tom goes... I think we're dragging. It's like, well, if you thought that, you should have woken them up. You shouldn't yeah, have yeah. let them What wake I'm trying up. to say is that was Ashley around and she heard it and then oh. just threw him literally under a bus, basically made it sound worse? Mm, I don't know. Because I can see her doing that. You see where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's out for herself. She doesn't care about anyone else but herself. And No, but you got to clean the way. On the way to success, if there is someone in the way, you gotta. Like, uh, yeah, but Tom's not in her way. Oh, that's true. Tom is not. Tom, Tom's a deckhand. She's a stew. Well, yeah, but, but he's in, in a way, um, in approaching Gary. In, mm. in a way, in I, a I way, see, in a way, in a way. I don't see that. But uh, well, anyways, Tom is there and bugging her. So yeah, I mean, yeah, Tom's in in the way of that. But so they finished. They're boat chores, and they get ready to party. Ashley and Daisy, they go have a chat. They have a smoke. And Ashley starts talking shit about Tom. Right? He's great. He's funny, whatever. But he keeps saying, it's not my fault. It's not my fault what happened. And she's like, this is why I'm not into guys my age. I just wish I hadn't slept with him because now I feel weird. (laughs) So Gabriella, she goes and gets herself some tequila. She wants to get a little loose. Tonight, Ashley goes over and swigs some tequila from her and says, I just want to fuck Gary. <laughs> well, Gabriel was like, everything is again to this fucking bitch. Oh. Whoa. I mean, in a way. Yeah, in a way. I mean, she's. I think she's just so turned off by Tom now because, again, we can't forget how lovey-dovey they were just an episode mm. ago. Right? That's very true. And he fucks up once. Well, it was a big fuck up. Sure. It was a big fuck up, but... But he fucks up once, and now she's done with him. Like, let's not forget about how lovely... I need to be there, right? I need to be there when things get tough. I got to be there to support him. Where's the support now, Ashley? She's the opportunist. Like, she... Let's say... She's thinking about it, right? I really want to be a second stew. I got to beat Gabriela. Do I want to be associated right. with this loser who right. almost crashed the boat? It's a reflection. Oh, hell no. It's a, your, your significant other is a reflection Absolutely. of you. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes sense. So, okay, the crew heads out to party. Gary and Gabriella were getting very handsy. Very handsy. Very handsy in the back of that van. And Gary even tries to get a kiss. Mm. And Gabrielle's like, do you want to get slapped? We are building a friendship for now. Well, Gary said that he's very attracted to Gabriella. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, who isn't? Okay, you come down over there. <laughs> uh, I think she is bisexual. I think she said it on, the first, is, yeah. on the first charter. So everyone, everyone has their chance with Gabrielle, I suppose. But 
Gary, yeah, he's just bouncing around. I mean, literally, we went from Ashley to Daisy to to Gabriella. And he says, you don't really know somebody until you kiss them. Gary. I love how Gary got on the boat and said, well, no drama. Like, I, yeah, I, I learned my lesson. Yeah, I learned my <laughs> lessons. Now, after Gabriella, there is only one girl he needs to get involved with. And he he's going to get it all. Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. I, I, I like Kelsey more and more each episode. The more she stays out of the drama, the more I like her because she's just eating her french fries, <laughs> eating her nuts, right? Just like living her best life. Well, we'll get that, but I almost feel like she might be getting closer to Marcos. Oh, I don't know if I... We'll get that, that. Right. okay. So they all get to the restaurant. The drinks are flowing. Gary and Gabriella being very flirty, sharing an entree, okay? They're, they they're, were? They're sharing an entree, Yeah. And Ashley just giving them the death stare. Oh, yeah. The whole time. And Ashley, I think just trying to throw shade at Gabriella, just shouts out, like, have you used your vibrator yet, Gabriella? And Gabriella's like, no. And Ashley goes, I haven't been that horny, so it doesn't matter. And Gabriella's like, you get laid when you're not horny, and I can't get laid when I'm super horny. Okay. Ashley went around saying... I am something that begins with an H and ends with a Y, mm-hmm. just like two episodes. So uh, now you're saying you're not Well, horny? Ashley is showing her age once again, meanwhile talking shit about Tom being young. Yeah. Also, there's nothing wrong with being young, but own it. Yeah, and, and there's a difference between being young and being immature. You That's can, true. You can be 18 and, and be mature. We say it all the time. So yeah, Ashley is being incredibly immature. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what numbers attached to her age. Yeah. She's just being immature. And so after Gabrielle says, oh, I can't get laid when I'm horny, Ashley's like, you can get laid and points to Gary. <laughs> and Gary goes like, I don't fuck my friends. I make love to them. Whoa, <laughs> Gary. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Gary's a smooth operator. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we see they're all like chatting and eating and talking shit. Depends on who you're following, right? right? <laughs> who we're focusing at the table. And then yeah. Gabriela and Daisy, they kind of pulled each other aside for a smoke. Yes. Have a little chit chat, right? Yeah. And Gabriela puts it out there and she thinks that Ashley's jealous of her being a second stew. Of course. And it seems like Daisy's taking Gabriela's side because she's like, you're doing an incredible job. Like, you know, let's just all try to get along. Yeah. Knowing that they don't, like, that Gabriela and Ashley do not get along. Yeah, she knows they don't get along. And she also knows there's not much you can do. Right. There's no way you can force people to get along. All you can say is, hey, we're co-workers. Let's be professionals. Absolutely. And the issue here is, I think the issue here is Ashley because Gabrielle doesn't get along with her because Ashley doesn't listen. Ashley doesn't work, work together. Right. Ashley, her issue is that. She is not the second student. She needs to listen to Gabriella, which she doesn't want to. So. It's, a, it's a good point. It's not like Gabriella is being a terrible boss. No. And Ashley's like, I can't work like this. Ashley just can't work under anyone, I guess, that she feels like she's better than. Because yes. she has no problem taking direction from Daisy. Yes. Because 
she respects Daisy. For some reason, she doesn't respect Gabriella, whether it's because they're similar in age or experience or whatnot. Gabriella is 10 years older. So similar in experience then. They yeah. both. So, yeah, it's it's terrible. And if Ashley wants to get that promotion or get the respect she thinks she deserves, she needs to act like a professional. I mean, Daisy knows that Ashley is a child. Yeah. And she said it on several occasions. Obviously, she cannot just put it out there and tell her she's trying to, you know, work with both of them, have them work as a team. So she cannot put one down. Yeah. But, and I feel like Gabriella would want to work with her. I think it's Ashley who's just too immature to dial back and just be like, you know what? I'll do my thing. I'll do my job. I'll report to Gabriella and see how it works. Yeah, I think she can't fall in line. She cannot, yeah. The, the wild thing is the juxtaposition between work life and I guess home life, if you want to call it that, when the guests leave, mm-hmm. it's like you got to be so professional when the guests are there. Yeah. Uber professional. And then they leave and they're banging everyone. They're doing body shots off each other. Mm-hmm. They're getting drunk. They're passing out. They're throwing up. And then it's like, we don't take that into account when it comes to our professionalism. We're not going to fire someone over what they do after hours, but you're still with your coworkers. You're still at the office, essentially, right? You're still at your place of work, but it's just so funny. It's like, yeah, you can go wild when the guests aren't there and we don't hold that against you. No, but it's a little different. It's not like, oh, you work in a professional environment and and now you go out, you get drunk, and you bang five of your coworkers, and then but it, it is the to, same. But it's the same thing. It is, but I almost feel like it's different. They people who do jobs like this, like um, seasonal jobs, yeah, right. I almost feel like you have a different mindset because you're far away from home. You're doing this for a couple of months, and there's gonna be another opportunity after, and another after working with a different crew, yeah, meeting new people. It's not like oh, you were nine to five, you go home and the next day you are surrounded by the same people and again and again and again, right? Yeah. They will eventually part their ways and do something else. Yeah, no, I, so I, I understand. I think this is the mentality. I understand. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, as long as you wake up at 6 a.m. and get the job done, it doesn't matter yeah. who you banged or how many times you threw up or mm-hmm. what. Yeah. So dinner ends, they head back to the boat. The drinks, of course, keep flowing. Gabriella wasted falls down the stairs. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, she she did? Eat. You miss every time someone eats it. Like Erica's mom ate it on the beach <laughs> an episode or two ago and you missed that. Gabriella just <laughs> down the stairs. Yeah. But she gets up, brushes herself off. She's yeah. good. And okay. As much as we love Daisy, she's great. Not the best management move here. When Gabriella, Ashley, Daisy, they're all there at the bar on the boat and Daisy's like, okay, we're drunk. Let's do this. And she tries to get Gabrielle and Ashley to talk through their issues. Not the right time. It's not the right time. Even if something was solved when they're drunk, they're so drunk. Like it's not going to hold up. They're probably not going to remember. Right. It's not going to hold up the next day. No. So Ashley said, well, I'm scared to ask because you have an attitude, Gabriella. (sighs) Gabriella has an attitude because you don't do things. Right. So why don't you, if she tells you to do something, instead of you asking, you roll your eyes. 
Right. So that means she's going to have a little attitude because you don't do what's asked of you. Like it goes all like it's all connected. Right. Why don't you try doing what's asked of you and then see if you yeah. if she still has an attitude. And as, you are at the bottom say. of this, Ashley. Right. You are the one who needs to start doing something. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So the party continues. Ashley starts doing body shots off Gary while Tom watches. And this is where Tom's realizing, well, Ashley turned to me because Gary wasn't showing her attention. Yeah, well, Tom is getting really drunk because he's talking to Colin. Really drunk. Look at that girl supposed to care about me. Yeah, yeah. But again, I feel for Tom because that's the signal she was sending last episode. True. That's exactly her words is, oh, I do want to be here for you. I do need to support you. So Tom is not wrong to think this. True. She sent him all the signals that, okay, we're, I don't know if we're exclusive, but we're definitely more than coworkers. True. Okay. So I don't blame Tom for that. We can blame Tom for a lot of things. I don't blame him for no, thinking. No, no, totally. Like I, I absolutely agree that Ashley is just being a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> um, or a sket as a, as a word that I just learned. Is that a British word? I'm gonna it guess must it's, be. I'm going to guess it's a, it's a British word uh, for dirty slut, which I learned. Which we don't. We don't use those words on this podcast. But as, as our friend Bill Maher put it so eloquently, a slut is just someone who's having more sex than you. That's which very true. <laughs> I thought was so good when you said that. So, okay. I mean, I do call you a slut. We say that having, We say that Yeah, but you're term. having the same amount of sex as me. Yeah. But as far as I know, yes, I'm you, kidding. You are correct. <laughs> but just, you know, the whole like slut shaming thing, it's like a slut is just someone who's having more sex than you, which I think is just a great way. It is. To put it. Um, I don't see, I mean, maybe it's because I'm foreign, but for me, slut, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it sounds, you, it sounds Euro- funny. Because all you Europeans are sluts. Yeah. So yeah. you're a slut. You're a skit. <laughs> you're a slut. You're a skit. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so Ashley starts chasing Gary around the boat saying she wants to give him a massage. And she eventually catches him and does. And Tom walks in while this is happening. Does she have a huge bruise yeah. on her ass? And I almost brought it up episode one. Is it a bruise or is it a birthmark? What so that's, that's why I didn't bring it up because maybe I did bring it up. Maybe I asked you. You said a tattoo. I didn't know what it was. And so I was like, well, I don't, I don't know how to address this. I'm pretty sure it's a bruise now. And we've seen... I knew, I I literally, I've seen it since day one. And I'm like, it's a bruise, but it's been there for a while. I mean, it's a massive bruise. It's a huge bruise. We saw Gabriella, well, I saw Gabriella, you did not, eat it on the stairs. Mm. And she'll very likely have a similar bruise next episode. But yeah, when I saw this, I was like, is there some paddling going on Mm. in the bedroom? Or what's happening? Some hazing on this boat? Because that was a serious bruise. It was. Uh, a bruise cruise, if you will. <laughs> that oh, should have been the name of the boat. That should have been that's the name, the name of, of the, the boat. boat. That's my second name. Oh, my gosh. That's cruise. so good. Ah, that's so good. That's so good. Okay. See that? Shout out to the office. Well. Kind of. There are booze cruises. Shout out to you. Okay. <laughs> so Tom walks in while Ashley is giving Gary a massage. And again, I'm going to take his side. He's like, this is, this is a joke. You're an embarrassing, I don't, I would not side with him for these words when he says you're an embarrassing piece of shit, but I do side with him when he says, this is a joke. This is embarrassing. You also called her a joke. 
Yeah. And again, the language is, uh, I'll debate, he should have not used a lot of the words he used, no, but he his feelings, mm-hmm. I think, were correct. Ashley, if nothing else, you led him on, and then the next night you go get in bed with another man. Mm-hmm. Not cool to me. Tom calls Ashley a sket, which I said we learned is another word for a dirty slut. Um, not going to be <laughs> including in my vocabulary, my daily vocabulary, but it's good to know I like learning new words. Yeah, for sure. So sket. Um And he pours a bottle of tequila on her and goes... Into jacuzzi. Yeah, and goes, you don't deserve anything good in your life. Oh, Tom. I mean, that's... Yeah, not good. A lot of alcohol fueled, I think, these comments. Because you skipped this detail, not to go deep, but she left Gary, went back to the jacuzzi. Yes. And so Tom followed her and that's where he poured tequila over her head. And... This is the moment when, as he's doing that, and I think everyone was just focusing on Tom <laughs> and Ashley, you see Kelsey and Marcos uh, like sitting very close to each other. Like, what's going on? Uh-huh. Interesting. They weren't making out or anything, but if you're sitting with a friend in a jacuzzi, you're just going to sit on one side of the jacuzzi, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to mm-hmm. be sitting right next to each other. Yeah. And that's what was going on. Yeah. And I think everyone missed it. Because of, of the drama between Tom and Ashley. Marcos is a single man. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I mean, like Marcos. I like Kelsey. Yeah, Do no, it. Get, go get for it, together, guys. And she is clearly a fan of food. Mm-hmm. Right? She's always eating almonds or french fries. So she's, maybe, always, oh, she's always snacking. Flossing her teeth. Flossing, right? She's, with she's, her got an oral fix, she's got an oral fixation. But Marcos can feed her. Mm-hmm. Something better than just almond nuts and she'll feed her his oh, nuts. Oh, he can feed her his nuts. great stuff. Um, oh, ew. So Tom's chasing Ashley around, right? It was a little overboard. No pun intended. It was a little aggressive. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're just laughing. Guys, some of you know, most of you probably know we cover several other shows, right? We do. <laughs> 90 Days are big, big show. And I finally, my iPad got used to the word Asuelo. Oh. It was correcting it for the longest time or like auto-correcting. I told, now you it doesn't. What it was, I told you what it was correcting. To you. Yeah. Now my iPad doesn't correct Asuelo anymore. Yeah. But now I was trying to type Tom follows Ashley back to her cabin. <laughs> and now it says Tom follows Asuelo back to her cabin. Cameo. Cameo from Asuelo. <laughs> So now my iPad actually got so used to as well that yeah. it's correcting as well with other English words. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Okay, sidetrack. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Daisy ends up having to intervene and tells Tom to go to his cabin or the crew master. And Gary steps in and takes Tom out and has a word with him and says, you need to treat a woman with respect. And so... The elders jumped in. The elders kind of broke up the fight and finally got Tom to go to bed. And this is where I saw Kelsey just crushing a bowl of fries. Oh, she was? Kelsey sitting in in the crew mess. I was like... Just Kelsey. We are all Kelsey, I think. And that's why I love her so much. Why doesn't Marcos cook delicious food for the crew? He doesn't want to work all the time. He says he's like, I work 24-7. He doesn't want to work all the time. True. I mean, I would take his fries. It's probably delicious. Oh, probably fantastic. So then Gabriella gets into Gary's bed. And I was waiting for this because I'm like, well, Gary and, and Gabriella were flirty on the way to dinner and at dinner. But then he's getting a massage from Ashley. I'm like, what happened to Gabriella? But now Gabriella 
makes a late night appearance. And Ashley's pissed. She was like, Gabrielle, yeah. are you going to sleep here? Yeah. I mean, this episode was one giant line change. Like, everyone was just hooking up with mm-hmm. everybody else. And, yeah, like, did Gabriella hook up with Gary just to stick it to Ashley? She said she touched his penis and they made out. They didn't bang. I know. But is Gabriella into Gary? Or does Gabriella hate Ashley so much that she's like, well, I know you're into Gary, so I'm just going to get with him. I think she likes Gary. I think she likes a lot of people. Yeah. I think she just takes it as, you know, it's fun. We're all friends. Mm-hmm. And we made out. It's all good. I'm sure Ashley took it a whole different way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And let me just say this. These editors, okay, we saw we saw the massage. Mm-hmm. We saw the makeout between Gary and Gabriella. These editors must have sex tape worthy footage. This black and white night vision footage, right? <laughs> that they just have to leave on the cutting room floor because the cameras are rolling. Oh yeah. At all times. Mm-hmm. And they can't put that on TV. There must literally be below deck porn <laughs> that the editors have that they just can't well, release. I mean, do they have cameras in the room? Of course. Those are like mounted oh, yeah, nest right, cameras right, right. that we're right. seeing the night vision footage of. You're right. There is definitely full on below deck porn that is out there somewhere. That's probably true. That has not leaked yet, or maybe it has, and I just haven't looked hard enough. That's probably true. Right? It's like Big Brother without showing it on TV. I've never watched Big Brother. Yeah, there was always the Big Brother in check. Uh, like eight, let's say eight to nine when they were just smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Are you telling and us? Cursing. You're and telling us like the, the time slot? And there was the big brother at like 11 to midnight oh. that show, showed people Whoa. and stuff. Yeah. Whoa. Interesting. Right. After 10. Anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time like Don Lemon said shit on CNN and we like looked at the clock. We're like, oh yeah, it's like 10.05. I guess anything goes. <laughs> okay. Next morning, the boat is a mess. People's lives are a mess. Gabriella is doing my new favorite term. Well, given to Gabriella by Gary. Not the walk of shame. The stride of pride. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It's pretty good. Loved it. And Gabriella goes and talks to Ashley and it's like, well, I didn't bang Gary. And Ashley's like, well, just, just fuck already. Like, that's such that you're saying it even mm-hmm. though you don't really want it to happen. You just want to play like you're cool. Oh, I'm cool with it. Whatever. Just fuck, just fuck him already. It's like, no, you're, you're not cool with that. Yeah. And Gabriel was like, no, you can fuck him. We'll go for it. <laughs> like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I touched his penis, but I mean, That's you it. can go and do whatever. That's it. Then Tom's mom, Carol, calls him. And he fills her in on all the shit that's been happening. And, and Carol knows her son, Tom. And goes, it's, it's the alcohol. It, mm-hmm. It's the alcohol, Tom. I mean, it's obvious, the alcohol. In this situation. And I feel like it all comes alcohol. down to A, how much you're drunk. And B, some people can handle a lot of booze and they're just going to be chilled yeah. forever. Some people get angry. Some people get jealous. Some people bring up issues. And so... It's your personality that comes out when you're drunk. Yeah, yeah. Everything gets amplified. Yeah. Um, whether it's by money or celebrity or drugs or alcohol. It's like, yeah. it doesn't change you. 
No. It amplifies you. Absolutely. Yeah. So so Carol knows her son. Um, so then Ashley grabs Tom and says they need to talk. And Ashley's like, I'm going to talk. You're going to listen. And she says, I've never in my life been disrespected like that. I did nothing to deserve it. Oh, you did something to deserve <laughs> it, but did he it. did go too far. He crossed the line. He crossed a lot of lines. The the stalking around the boat, the language he was using. Pouring a tequila on his on her head. I mean, that's just a waste of tequila. I don't it even is, find that but insulting. That is that's disrespectful. So I get the disrespectful part for sure. But her saying I did nothing to deserve it. It's bullshit. It is. It's a tricky. That is a fine line between her said she should have said, I mean, I'm sorry I was being a dick to you, but you disrespected me and that's unacceptable, right? Yeah. But she didn't own up to anything. She didn't own up to anything. And Tom owned up, which, yeah. again, I like because he doesn't own up a ton. He said, well, I didn't mean what I did or said. I was mortified and it's not okay. I was being a drunk, jealous loser. Mm-hmm. And... So good. Like, I'm glad he recognized that yeah. he was in the wrong there because when it comes to work, he's the first to be like, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't yeah. know why everyone's bitching on me. So it was good that he owned up to it. And yeah, Ashley should have said something or defined the relationship or made it clear to him, hey, I'm sorry if I led you on. That's not what we are. Yeah. You know, we were coworkers. We got drunk. We hooked up. That's it. Like, let him know mm-hmm. because clearly he's confused. All right. Preference sheet meeting time. Charter number four, Jim Bloomingfield. (laughs) I don't think that's the name. I'm pretty sure it's Jim Blumenthal. Blumenthal? Thal. Bloom what? Jim Blumenthal from Colorado. (laughs) I wrote down (laughs) You're wrong. Bloomingfield. Well, you're wrong because I looked them up. Okay, from Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. He owns Trailer Source, which is an RV dealer. Oh. And he's also a property developer. Mm. So he's coming. He's bringing his girlfriend, Veronica. He's bringing Ken and Ken's wife, Chris, plus Rick and Marnie. Okay, which I think is a cartoon, a popular cartoon (laughs) show. Um, And here's, let me, can I read a little bit? Yeah, do it. Let me read it. And I'll show you the screenshot. It says Blumenthal. I don't know what you wrote down. Bloomingfield. No, that's a, that's a department store. But um, <laughs> I'm not saying Bloom, Bloomington. <laughs> Jim Blumenthal. Okay. Jim's a business owner from Boulder. Uh, no stranger to sailing. He cannot wait to experience sailing in Menorca, though, with his girlfriend and close friends. Okay. Let me uh, let me get to the good part here. Um. Guys, John is really trying to I'm read. like tilting my head sideways so I can read this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Joining Jim is his longtime girlfriend, Veronica. Veronica works as a registered nurse and says that Jim is the most high-maintenance person she's ever met. Okay, bring it. So let's get ready for that, folks, okay? Bring it. James Jr. and Sr. and Drunk Tyler and all that, I think, will be nothing compared to Jim Blumenthal, the most high-maintenance person his longtime girlfriend has ever met. I mean, the previous charter was just amazing. There were no issues. Everyone was so chilled. So. so chill. And so many issues, but everyone was chill. Yeah. Here's, let me just tell you Veronica's one request. To have an abundance of fresh flowers on the boat. Okay. okay. All right. 
So that's Jim Blumenthal. Why would you want to have fresh flowers on a yacht? Because they've probably seen the terrible decoration, pla- the terrible fake flowers <laughs> that have been on on the boat in every episode previous. Mm. All right, let me get into the itinerary request because I got mm. I got okay. the, the full details here. Good because I didn't because <laughs> they kind of went real high level. When they read this preference sheet, they didn't go deep. It was like night one, night two, and that was it. They never go very yeah, deep. Sometimes they're like to- day, but sometimes it's like during the day, right? They didn't talk any day, All right. any day affairs here. I got the full rundown. Night one, the guests are requesting cocktails on a beach during sunset. Nice. They would like to return to the yacht for a night in Spain dinner party. This is We heard that mm-hmm. part. Day two. The guests would like a crew member to lead them in morning yoga, followed by water sports. Seems like a common activity. Night two, the guests would like a double down casino party and a dealer's choice dinner. No restrictions, no requests, whatever the chef wants to make, as long as it blows their minds and taste buds. Nice. I think Marco's going to love that. Okay. And day three, after breakfast, they would like to go to a nearby winery. To taste local varieties. Mm. During the tasting, they would like to have an array of tapas and cheeses prepared by the chef that complement the wines. Immediately after the winery, they want to get right back onto the water toys. Interesting. Okay, why did I write? Sorry, sorry, night three, seafood palooza. Yeah, so that's what I got. I got it as night two, seafood night with a talent show. Yes, that, that, sorry, that's night three. Okay, yeah. yeah, I got it as night two because they didn't talk about night two. Let me see, night two. Yeah, I have the talent show night two. Yeah. So um, seafood night with so they so they the they're, lying, they're lying to us because on night two on my screenshot it says it's a double down casino party dealer's choice. So here's what I think is probably going to happen: they're on a three night charter. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to make it a two night episode, and they're going to cut out. I was going to say, I think they always just yeah. show us what they're going to do. Yeah. They're yeah. not, if they're not doing a wine tasting, right. they're not going right. to say it. Right. But we want to educate our friends. and, and Absolutely. Them, so. We're so going to bring something extra. Okay. So after, after the preference sheet meeting, the crew gets back to work, finishing up the boat prep. Oh, no surprise. Tom messes up again. He's, yeah. All the driving panels, whatever you call it. I wrote down electrical equipment. That's pretty good. He gets some Everything's wet. wet. Yeah. And Glenn is annoyed. Yep. Rightfully so. And yeah, there, there's a whole debate of whether or not we're going to keep Tom around. But, yeah. But everyone gets ready for bed. Daisy and Colin start gossiping about Ashley and Gary and, and Gabrielle. And I think Daisy's a bit jealous because- I- she sure is. Because Daisy, she got a taste of Gary. Uh-huh. And she, she doesn't want that taste to leave her mouth. No. Right? She, she has a, a fleeting aftertaste right now. She wants to get some more Gary in her mouth. And we'll see. Um, Gary's a little bit of a sket. Is that the word? A sket? gigolo. A sket? A dirty a slut? A gigolo. Yeah. Um, no, you say gigolo, <laughs> I say sket because I'm cultured. But Tom okay. calls Tom calls his mom, Carol. I mean, gigolo isn't it an Italian word. Mm. So who's cultured? Gigolo, perhaps. Anyway, Tom calls Tom calls his mom again. No, I think the first time Carol called him. Oh, okay. Now he's returning her call, and 
he's like, Glenn is not warming to me. And I want to impress Glenn, but he's just, he's just, it's not happening. And Carol's like, baby steps. Step by step. Baby steps. Step yeah. by step. It's very sweet that he talks to his mom. This I much. mean, you talk to your mom. Not every, not twice a day. I talk to my mom. Every day. Yeah. Okay. So next morning, it's charter day. Loading up to provisions. Glenn calls Gary and Colin together. And this is where they want to talk about Tom and see if there's a solution to be had. To the Tom problem. Yes. Is there a solution to the Tom problem? To the tomfoolery. Captain Glenn does not want to give him any responsibilities. He yeah. doesn't want to keep him on night watch because Tom doesn't seem to understand how serious the situation was. So it's not necessary even because he didn't get them right away. I mean, you know, shit happens. We all made mistakes. It's because he didn't acknowledge it. It is the way he acted afterwards. Yeah. If you said, yep, yeah, my bad, never going to happen again. Then you get a second chance. But again, he didn't own yeah. up to his mistakes. And talking about another per- young person with a young mind, actually talking to Gabriella and, you know, Gabriella being the mature one, she wants to resolve the issues. Yeah. And actually it's like, yeah, like it's scary to talk to you sometimes, Gabriella, but, you know, like it'll be good. And Gabriella likes Ashley. Ashley turns to the producers. It's hard for me to pretend I don't trust Gabriella. Mm. Dude. If you have so many issues, say to her face. Yeah. Yeah, she and goes and talks to everyone else. Be the mature person that you're portraying yourself to be and tell Gabriela, hey, I don't like you. I don't like the way you lead. We could resolve it. We could sit down and talk and find a way to work together. But, yeah. I mean, this is how it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Instead, she pretends and then she says, it's so hard to pretend. Yeah. Gabriela. I mean... Ashley, please. Well, take a note from Tom because Tom goes and talks to Glenn, right? Tom steps up like he did when he got the news of his friend's dad. He goes and he talks to Glenn and and he says, I want to prove that I should be here, Mm -hmm. right? He's not telling Ashley or telling Gary. He goes and tells Glenn, I want to be here and I want to prove that I belong here. And Glenn says, we'll talk about it later. I don't, I don't think he'll be on Anchor Watch for the time no being. No Anchor but, Watch. But we'll talk about it later. I mean, how awkward is it that they're sharing a cabin? The two of them, I know. The two of them share a cabin. I mean, Ashley and Gabriella are sharing a cabin. That's true, too. Let's talk about awkward. That's true, too. Yeah, they should. Enough swapping partners. Let's swap cabins. Yeah, I almost feel like Daisy should have been with Gabriella and Ashley should have been with Kelsey. Yeah. And Tom should have been anywhere, but with, with <laughs> I mean, Captain Glenn, as the captain and the person who runs the show, he should have his own cabin, if so I think. There was like a little snippet or something where Glenn talked about this. Mm-hmm. I, I read an article on Bravo, and he said, I think when Parsifal came to be, it was designed to be an eight-man crew. Mm. And then they realized, well, no, we need nine to run this ship and so the only thing they could have done was share a cabin with the captain because in other ships the captains do have their own cabins. Yeah, okay, okay. Poor Glenn. Yeah. Well, that's the episode. That's that's where it ends and I think think it's going to get wild next Uh, time. I hope so. I was going to say, Gary should be sharing a cabin with Glenn because that would be the best condom. Condom? Yeah. Glenn? Yeah. Because he's banging everyone. Would he be banging everyone? It wouldn't be a condom. Yeah. With Captain Glenn? It'd be the best cock block. 
Yeah, it's condom. No, that doesn't stop you from having sex. It protects you during sex. True. Okay, cock block. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's the episode. What Oof. an episode. It was great. Great episode. Always is. Did you have fun chatting about it? Sure did. Always? Sure did. Okay. Guys, make sure you follow us on social media at Married to Reality Pod on Instagram. Make sure you're following the podcast wherever you listen. So easy to do. Look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hard as Captain Glenn because he is a one hot captain. <laughs> All right. And thank you guys again for the reviews. If you haven't left one, please do rate, review. It means the world to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. I've said it all. Have you said it all? Absolutely. Wow. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.